This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So I saw an interesting tweet about value investing the other day, and I really can't stop thinking about it. So I thought I'd discuss it on the podcast this week. It basically said, and I'm paraphrasing here because I didn't write it down and I can't find it now, but it said something like, value investors spend all their time wishing and hoping that the big growth stocks would crash. And then they buy these small crappy companies with no future. Like that's the definition of value investing, right? And why I can't stop thinking about it is because there is some truth to the part about wishing the large cap growth stocks would come back down to earth. I don't know about crashing, but a lot of value investors, many of us do think they're overvalued and you know it's an outrage that some of them are trading at 50 or 100 times and you know the valuations are crazy and and doesn't everyone else see this it's nuts it's a bubble it's crazy so that's like the value thinking about these stacks and now with the stock market rebounding off of its march bear market low and seemingly not looking back at least not so far Some of the FANG stocks even are back to all-time highs. And basically, those of us who are value investors are like losing our minds over this, right? Because how could stocks be going up so much with 26 million people unemployed and, you know, the economy shut down and just only barely starting to reopen and all this uncertainty about the coronavirus and really... That's because the market is forward looking. It's thinking six to 12 months from now when everything is reopened and people are back to work and it likes what it sees when it sees that. It's only looking at the optimistic scenarios. And let's hope that scenario is correct, right? I want it to be correct. I want it to be optimistic. I want there to be no further shutdowns like due to some kind of second wave or outbreaks. I want most, if not all, of the 26 million that are unemployed to go back to work. I want those jobs to be there at the restaurants and hotels. I want to get on a plane and go on a vacation somewhere, right? We want to do all these things. We want it to come back. We want the normal to be here. And, you know, that makes sense. But it doesn't make sense for value investors to root for the demise of the stocks that everybody's pouring into because of that optimistic scenario. Because, you know, the second part of it, where it talks about the the just buying those crappy small caps, um, you know, that's not really the scenario, even though that's kind of kept me up at night too, thinking about that, about is it true that all we have are these like small caps that go nowhere and do nothing? No, that's not true. Because there are a lot of cheap large cap stocks too, They just might not be the ones you want to buy, like, you know, the fangs, but there are a lot of cheap large caps. So I decided to do a screen and take a look to see what kind of larger cap stocks there are out there that are Zach's number ones and twos. Yes, I did include the buy and the strong buy, which looks for rising earnings because we are in the earnings season and now even though no one has any idea what's happening with earnings for the rest of this year the analysts are still making adjustments to the full year earnings estimates and coming off of earnings reports they are adjusting it and if you get that adjustment higher 
And all the analysts are like, yeah, we were too pessimistic. We're going to raise it here. You're going to get a Zach's number one or number two rank on those. So I did decide to use it to screen here as a tool. And I do think you can use it here as we're going through earnings season. So just FYI, if you're using the Zacks.com screening tool, include that Zacks rank now that we're getting some earnings, even though a lot of the earnings estimates are being cut, some will not, some will see the rise. And those are the stocks you want to look for. So to get the value, I looked for PEs of less than 15. And then I also threw in a price to sales less than one, just to be a little bold, make it a little more narrow. I mean, if I'm going to go for cheap, I might as well go for cheap in two different categories because that's a true value stock there. And I did get 29 stocks on the screen, but I did look for stocks above a billion dollars. And so that's, you know, including some of the bigger small caps plus the mid caps, but I basically ignored all those. So they were within the 29 stocks. Um, and I looked mainly only at the large caps that showed up on that screen, which again was a lot fewer. Um, it was definitely under 10 um, were the, the true big caps that, you know, we, we wanted to look at. So with those stocks, there were some interesting ones in there. I picked out four and then a fifth one I just kind of like right now that I'm including, but it doesn't have the price to sales ratio. That's why it wasn't in the original screen, but I'm talking about it anyways. <laughs> so the first stock is Kroger, ticker KR. PE is just 13, price to sales is 0.2 right now. Obviously the grocery stores are doing exceptionally well right now. Now, part of the problem is for how long? The margins have always been bad for the grocery stores. Now they also have um, you know, all the added pressures of being safe, keeping their employees safe, um, all that stuff during the virus. So there's a lot going on with the grocery stores, but Kroger is still cheap. Like I said, PE of 13, price to sales of just 0.2, and it does have those rising earnings estimates. So Kroger KR. Then we're gonna switch over to healthcare and insurance. That's where all the value is right now on the large cap side. First stock is Centene. Ticker CNC, I think they just reported earnings, so I haven't seen that. So some of the estimates may be changing on them with a couple of these, some of the estimates may be changing, but the managed healthcare um, insurance side, PE of 14.3, price to sales of just 0.5. So a lot of the health insurers are actually pretty cheap here, Centene being one of them. Third stock, I just talked about this one on the show but i'm talking about it again because it still remains dirt cheap cardinal health cah this is on the supply side ppe that's what they do price to earnings nine times 9.7 times price to sales is just 0.1 so really cheap and even as the healthcare side of the crisis eases the PPE is going to be important for basically every business, right? Like it's not just on the medical side. Everybody's going to need masks. All the airlines are going to require you to have masks. Um, you know, you're going to need like the full body PPE at like dental offices and things like that. So there's going to be a lot of businesses that are going to need PPE. So Cardinal Health, CAH. Our fourth stock, we've talked about it before as well. It still remains cheap. Allstate, ticker ALL, PE is 9.3 right now. So under 10 on the PE still, price to sales of 0.7. So yeah, a lot of these 
not just cheap, they're they're really cheap right here. And then the fifth stock where I'm diverging off of the screen just a bit is Pfizer, ticker PFE. They just reported earnings, I believe. Uh, Zach's number two still right now, 14 times, but price to sales doesn't qualify it, but still 14 times, still cheap on the PE, paying the 4% dividend yield, I believe still. So um, it's kind of nice to find some of the companies that are still paying the dividends. Now, remember, none of these are small caps and none of them are struggling. So value investing isn't just about finding, you know, the hidden gem small caps or the crappy small caps, as, as that tweeter uh, said, as that message said on Twitter. But, but it is about finding stocks that everyone does not want to be in. And while these may not be the fangs, that is why their values, because the market has overlooked them or is deciding, yeah, they're too boring or doesn't like their growth story or whatever the reason is, they have decided that they'd rather pay more for the FANG names or some of these other high growth stocks than the value stocks. But that is why we buy them. So you can still be bullish and find the values. Uh, being a value investor isn't necessarily about being just like a bear about everything. And remember, if you really want to own those growth names, those fangs, you should do it. Just because you're a value investor doesn't mean you cannot buy growth. That is only the professional money managers who only have a value-only portfolio, and then they're stuck just buying value. You can divert. There are no rules in investing. <laughs> That's the number one rule. There are no rules. So um, you can be both a value investor and dabble in the growth. I do. I know others do. And remember, Berkshire Hathaway last year, what did they buy? They bought Amazon. And that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, we know it wasn't Warren Buffett himself buying it. It was one of the lieutenants. But nevertheless, one of the um, you know great value investing funds, apparently, owns Amazon now. And so you can too, if that's what you want to do. So keep that in mind, have a diverse portfolio, um, you know, dabble in your growth stocks, have fun with that. And then also do the hard work of digging deep to find those values, because as value investors, we do like to find things on sale. We like to find the hidden gem. We like to get it cheap and then um, watch it as the earnings grow and revenue grows and then the stock hopefully rebounds and goes higher so that's the whole key for being a value investor we got to have patience and we have to buy some of these other companies that everybody else is abandoning so the twitter tweet guy was partially right um i don't think we should be asking for the crash in any of the large cap growth growth names and we don't necessarily have to just buy some obscure small cap value stock either. Um, there's a lot of other options, as you can see. And so it pays to be a value investor during some of this volatile, rocky times because we can get these companies that are cheap but have good fundamentals underlying them. So let me recap what those stocks are again in case you missed it. 
We had Kroger, ticker KR. That's not really a secret stock that's known out there, but it is still cheap and still valued here with that PE of 13. We had Centene, CNC, with the PE of just 14.3. We had Cardinal Health, CAH, which is on the medical supply side, the PPE. I bet, you know, only a couple months ago, no one even knew what PPE was, but here we are, Cardinal Health, CAH. Allstate, ALL, and Pfizer, PFE, a lot on the medical side, but that is where the value is right now. So as always, I'm always looking around for value and I'll be bringing it to you every week. So you want to subscribe. I know a lot of you are over there on Spotify and you can still get us there as a standalone show. We're also on Apple Podcasts under our name, the Value Investor Podcast, and you can get us on SoundCloud two for one deal with the market edge over there as we all still continue to ride out this coronavirus crisis and watch the stock market at the same time. So I'll be back again next week with some more value stocks. You don't want to miss it. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.